You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. going on everyone and welcome back to another great edition of dragon's Den, brought to you by pop culture fanatics the only podcast for the fanatic inside of you it's your boy val cisco is always with me my right hand man mr todoroki oh so lucky jay rance how you doing have no fear why because i am here what's good brother i'm chilling and, and I'm here, and I'm, I'm just eating my noodles, and that's a that, that's a nice scar you have there, Dad. <laughs> oh, oh, Dad, I like soba noodles. You don't know nothing about me, Dad. You, you misuse and abuse me, Dad. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> Look at my tongue. I'm actually doing something this season, ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's the manly Asui right there. <laughs> but... Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> that song. What's going on, guys? If you don't know already, we are giving our thoughts and opinions on the latest and greatest of My Hero Academia Season 5. You know what? This comes from the mind, the great mind of Jay Rance, because one of our most popular episodes here in Pop Culture Fanatics was our recap of My Hero Academia, and he was just letting me know man there's money being left on the table right now people want to hear thoughts and opinions of the current season of my hero so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna give a short and sweet recap of the last nine episodes how we felt about it how we're feeling so far about the season going forward and every saturday we're gonna give you the content we're gonna go ahead and review the upcoming episodes that are happening live how do you feel about that brother Ooh, I'm loving the idea, brother. Like you said, there is money to be made, and we were about to make that money. No, I'm playing. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with it, man. I'm with it because we know uh, the trailer and episode one of My Hero season five fucking broke records and stuff. So it's a very hot trending topic, and you know it's number one anime right now. So definitely, people want to hear it. Hell yeah, you know, the fifth season of My Hero Academia, produced by Bones and directed by Kenji Nagasaki, is following the story from the original manga, starting from the first chapters of the 21st volume. The fifth season premiered March 27, 2021 on YTV and MTV, Funimation, Crunchyroll, and Hulu. It's streaming right now on Adult Swim for the English versions as well, too, which are a little delayed. But hey, they're out there for people that want to hear the dub. But man, we are all subs here. We want to hear the young Midoriya in the original voice right there. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. United States have smashed 10 times better in sub than dub. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say it. But hey, I'm not a, I'm not a hater because, you know, especially in manga and, and anime. Oh, no, sub is dub. There's always a little bit of bickering. Whatever floats your boat, you know, do it. I mean, season one through four, I saw it dubbed. But I was like, you know what? I got to keep up with the continuity. So I'm watching five subbed and I am freaking enjoying it. I'm not going to lie. You know, as, as the Demon Slayer, definitely doing that on sub as well. Definitely. Sorry. Same here as well, too. Well, I, I do a mix. I've, I've been doing a mix for Demon Slayer. But I will say this, though. This is the first time me and you have been able to watch My Hero Academia with, you know, just spot on each Saturday or each Sunday and just giving our reactions and how we feeling about the about the show so far. I think... Mm-hmm. We both have been fiending for some My Hero Academia since the show ended. I know you recently burned it out last year, so you're yeah. you're full on into this. You haven't waited as much as I have, but man, what was no. your anticipation level, bro? No, my anticipation wasn't like the the time gap. Let me correct myself. The time gap wasn't as crazy as you. You know, you rocked out from season one from the origin of My Hero. I wasn't really into the hype until you told me, bro, give it a shot. So I gave it a shot. Um, but the anticipation, it was it was spot on, just like you, because I was sitting here and I had an emptiness. And y'all could probably laugh at me right now, but yes, I had a void inside that I'm like, 
what's wrong with me? And I was just like binging my hero, reading the manga, watching old episodes. I would just throw on the old DVDs. Um, and I came to the conclusion that that void was my hero. That's how fucking phenomenal the anime it is and how much love we have for it. So once season five was announced, I, we were posting it up like crazy on PCF. I was throwing it up on the stories and I was like, yeah, it's not. It, it, it's about time. It's about to go down. This is what I need. And then you felt the same way, too, because once you saw the first episode of season five, you called me ASAP like, brother, I needed my hero. I missed yeah. this. This was the little sadness that I had. It was like a waterfall full of emotions pouring down on me because of the fact that you were, God is my witness, you were there when I was saying no anime is satisfying me right now. I did my best. I did my due diligence. Mm-hmm. Guys, I tried my best with Attack on Titan. I couldn't handle it. I tried my, my best with Fire Force. I really couldn't handle it. I couldn't get into it just right then and there. But man, once my hero hit, the floodgates kind of opened because then I started alright I can do my hero let me get back into Demon Slayer oh okay Seven Deadly Sins let me try to get into that again um you know Megalobox came back again so I think my hero just it saved me from that lull I had from anime and I, I'm so appreciative of it Mm-hmm, bro it was like you know a, a visual representation is just like you 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 know when somebody goes through a breakup that they just get all bummy <laughs> like you were just really down and i'm like dude nothing is satisfied like i even told you hunter x hunter's pretty cool that didn't float your boat you just could and then once my hero came i heard the happiness and your little enthusiasm in your voice again i'm like yeah he was missing to my hero so let's get down to it, man. Episode one right here. <clears throat> first first of all, can I can I do something really quick? I am oh, so sorry. I'm so sorry for knocking your flow. But since we got the listeners' attention right now, right now, I want anybody out there to go on PCF podcast. That's on Instagram, that's on Twitter, and that's on Facebook. And please let us know why out of season five, your girl, Pony. Sonatori is getting so much hate. Why is she getting so much hate? Go out there, please let us know. Hit up PCF right now after y'all done listening to this and let us know why Pony is getting so much hate when she's such a phenomenal character. I want to know from the viewers, the listeners, just let us know. Sometimes, even though she's not a she's semi-new, right? I mean, she's been seen, but she hasn't been used. Yeah. So I think sometimes people have a tendency of seeing something new and mm-hmm. already poo-pooing on it right then and there hell sometimes i'm like that you know we have our moments like that as well too but i think that's the majority of the people right now are like oh man it's either she's op for no reason or she doesn't need to be around there for no reason either yeah pony and the little mushroom girl i forgot her name mm-hmm. but like i told you this is just a quick sidebar and a tangent i apologize but hey that's what we're doing marble chop talk so like the dude they had the picture on funimation and this guy was like bro she's useless the mushroom girl he goes she's useless most useless character in my hero academia i commented on his thing i never really do this but i'm like how is she useless if she won them to battle never wrote back never wrote back to this day bro i'm like <laughs> she could literally kill somebody by planting a mushroom in your esophagus i don't know how she's useless exactly we saw what she did to tokoyami bro but anyway so yeah sorry for knocking off your flow but please hit us up and let us know <laughs> why pony's getting so much hate i want to know we want to know and i'm pretty sure we'll get into it as well too with the episode but we're gonna do some quick recaps from all these episodes that you'll probably already seen if you haven't then you want to skip this podcast watch those episodes and come back to us that'd be fantastic as well too but this is full spoilers for the first nine episodes so let's get into it right here uh, for the first episode, Class 1A is given a training mission to fight hypothetical villains. It is revealed that Nigeri and Amajiki of the Big Three are posing as villains while Mirio plays a civilian in stress, recovering from his injuries against the battle uh, against High End. <laughs> During the post credit scene, Endeavor thinks back to his encounter with the villain Dabi. Meanwhile, Hawks meets with Davi at the isolated warehouse in the little post-credit scene right there. So, give me your thoughts on that first episode. Uh, the first episode was fun, bro. Like, it was just a fun play-around episode where we got to see a lot of maturation from these characters. Hell, off the bat, we got some nice uh, Mineta little growth. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Mineta, Mineta used to be Bush and just scared of everything. Now he was going out there saving the bridge from falling to get Mario and things of that nature. And we just saw Froppy into action. So that episode was fun. It was just, a, I won't say a throwaway, but it was hitting on all the fun that, you know, kind of gave us vibes of 
the the hero course test from season one mm-hmm. so that's i got those vibes i definitely enjoyed it so it was just a fun episode to get your you know palette wet on what my hero is if you haven't seen it or you're just jumping into it so i definitely enjoyed it i, I like the growth from the characters and some of the kookiness that we saw from mama jiki i just want to go home you know he always has that <laughs> things of that nature so it, it, it was cool and they gave you that post credit scene like you said where we saw hawks meet dobby right there that's gonna grab your attention i was like i need to see episode two what's up with my boy hawks so how did you feel when you saw the dobby post credit scene bro this was a breath of fresh air for me not only was it you know my hero back in action again but like you said it was just showing the skill set of many people that we've been craving for as well too mm-hmm. not just that um you know just seeing you know vermilion kind of being used without his powers was heartwarming as well too even though it was hilarious just seeing <laughs> him float around the water oh save me <laughs> <laughs> Whoop, i fell again <laughs> like i like the i like the fact that he's not a forgotten character because he was so essential in the last season that they're still finding uses of uses for him in ua so i found that pretty awesome uh the endeavor post-credit scene man um we've been talking about endeavor a lot even before this even started what's gonna happen with endeavor how is he gonna uh translate as being the number one hero now and you see him after that at the results after that huge battle that he had you see hawks was the one pretty much helping him out throughout that battle as well too as a second and then the the just the the conversation of Dobby with Endeavor as well too, that personal, so personal conversation. Like I can kill you if I want to right now, but I won't because I have ulterior motives. I love that. I love the fact that we're having some mystery in My Hero Academia again. I feel like we kind of missed that in the last season because it was very straightforward. Overhaul is evil, you know, we mm-hmm. have to save this person, you know, the school um, reception at the end, you know, it was pretty much a straightforward season while this one has a little bit of mystery involved. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. This has mystery because this has from the epi- first episode, like you said, OK, does even Hawks have ulterior motives? Because we know he's technically the number two hero. So I'm thinking we, we were talking off the, the, the podcast. He's like, bro, is he like really trying to take down Endeavor? Is he trying to push it out? We don't know what's going on. Ulterior motives, yada, yada, yada. But I definitely do see, like, like you said, the mystery and like the maturation and stuff like that. And I think it's fresh air. Second episode, Dobby attacks Endeavor and Hawks only to retreat upon the arrival of, uh, I'm going to probably botch his name, uh, Mirko? Mirko, right? Uh, Mirko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirko. Mirko. Mirko crash. <laughs> that night, Dobby and Hawks criticize each other for having a change in the plans. Um basically um a little meeting uh of minds clashing trying to find their way um to meet uh your boy uh shigaraki uh, determined to make the world a place for heroes and have some free time hawks joins the league of villains to take down take them down from the inside endeavor realizes that he can't seek forgiveness from his family instead needs to atone for his wrongdoings after a physical draining day Young Midoriya dreams of one day (laughs) and dreams of using one for all at full capacity only to be greeted by the previous holders. So this one was another thing shrouded in mystery because we're looking at uh, Hawks as a double agent in a way trying to take down the lead of the villains from the inside but he still feels like he has ulterior motives in my opinion in that episode and of course the big dro- uh, bomb that drops with all the wielders of one for all trying to communicate with Deku how did you feel about that when you saw the scene when you saw the dream when you saw the previous wielder probably you can say the original one where he was like okay we're past the point of singularity you're all in right now with us like to help you do this let's do this how did you feel i, I thought shigaraki man i really did i don't know mm-hmm. why it's just the hair the hairstyle the slender body you know it just felt almost like him or maybe a relative which kind of blows my mind a little bit but other than that you know i like the fact that deku can kind of tap in to this and communicate and possibly even learn maybe new power sets maybe it doesn't have to be all power maybe he can learn something different for all these wielders Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Now, that's the conversation we were having as well, where, you know, from episode one, when All Might Toshinori explained what, you know, all for one is like, like, it's, you know, improving it. You get what I'm saying? Like, you improve it. So, like you said, 
each wielder what did they do to improve this power are there some skill sets that this dude still has to unlock so i think it's pretty cool and it just adds a new whole degree to that power to deku to previous wielders and everything there's so much lore behind that which is fantastic in my book Mm -hmm. i loved it i thought it was a nice little uh, tease of what's going to happen later in the season as well too because right after this episode we get full on into class a versus class b and i can't wait because we've been talking about this for a while that we want to see some more class b representation Mm -hmm. and we got it this season at full capacity so Mm -hmm. episode three clash a class a versus class b after discussing his dream with all might midoriya is alarmed of the essence of the previous all for one holders um that are living inside the quirk later that day class 1a and 1b meet in the field gamma for the first joint training battle um in this joint battle we actually see shinzo come back from general studies and he's going to be placed on both teams throughout the season as well too to test his skills to see if he deserves to be part of the hero's class so right then and there we have the the ace in the hole which is shinzo with obviously not a new power set but just new equipment that are kind of resemble it resembles a racer head uh how did mm-hmm. you feel when you saw shinzo with the wraps like a racer head Bro, immediately I was like two things. Either you're like Todoroki or you the secret love child of Aizawa. Or we know that since like episode one that Aizawa has picked up on my hero and the connection with Deku and all that stuff. So I'm thinking it's either that or you just really want your own prodigal child, you know? So you're just going all in with Shinzo as your prodigal child. But I think it's freaking cool. I saw the, the which one would say, is it because of the equipment or did he improve his power? Because he said that I forgot what he can control the vocal cords, like lower, super low or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be equipment as well and him upping up his power. But I saw it and I was like, bro, you about to be OP and you about to go villainous. <laughs> like, how'd you feel? Bro, I thought the same thing. I think that um, we're looking at, you know, you know, his new moves, the persona cords, which are fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, his brainwashing quirk as well, too, which just makes so much sense for him to be such a force. Um, man, villain or hero, this guy is a problem. Now, I will say that the equipment does enhance his abilities 10 times maybe 100 times right then and there but because on the right right there he could be a person that just goes into your ear and tells you to go kill yourself if you want to so he could be a formidable villain if he was cross and from what we see in the title screen we see that little that little small glare with him and deku and i don't know if it's animosity or if it's just a personal uh a personal grudge to get better in my hero academia in ua so it, it, it all depends man because i don't i don't see shinzo turning that fast it could be a personal yeah i mean not that fast i agree maybe that's just me reaching but you can see the seeds being planted but it can also be like you said a personal vendetta because we saw the lore in season two with the festival um that he said you don't know what it's like to be me with my power and i want to be a hero you get all the shine because you have a power power you know that's op i just have this power so you don't understand my struggle and deku was telling him we're kind of the same alike so it can also be that it can also be him that he sits here and says bro this was the only dude that kind of broke out of my brainwashing power just like straight easy you know of, of course with the help of the vestiges that he saw in the shadows but maybe it can be that Maybe it could be him, you know, just trying to be better than Deku. It could be it, it could be a lot of things. That's the mystery right there that you were talking about that season five has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mystery only goes even further as with episode four, make it happen, Shinzo. The class A is quickly overwhelmed, resulting in a capture of both Kirishima and Koda. How did you feel about Kirishima kind of getting nerfed a bit in this season early? Like... I, I definitely understand the last couple of seasons he's gone plus ultra and it looks fantastic, <laughs> you know, red riot all day, you know, unbreakable all day. But you know, so far in this season, I feel like some of the main players that we do love are kind of sitting back for the ones that, you know, we're not really used to seeing get more screen time, which I don't mind, but I want to hear your thoughts on that. No, I'm I'm all for that because as I told you before, this is 
this is an anime where you cannot help but love a lot of characters. You cannot sit here and say, well, I'm just pro Bakugo. I mean, you can, but mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the day, you're always going to have a little love for somebody else. So I think it's pretty cool that, you know, they're taking some time off of the main players like Kirishima. Kirishima had his moment in season four, Unbreakable, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. But he did low-key have his moment in the episode because you saw him just activate it super quick. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this dude can go plus ultra whenever the hell he wants. So that's phenomenal. But I like the fact that they're giving Denki some growth, that they're giving Asui some growth, that they're giving um, I won't say Ojiro, he hasn't had growth <laughs> the, 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 they tried <laughs> my man Ido we'll get into it, we'll get into it we'll yeah, <laughs> But I think that's great because this is such a diverse cast and we want to see some other players have their time. I know you said that before. How do you feel about other players getting their shine? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I I think that's the best part about My Hero Academia. Hell, when I read anything like Justice League, Avengers, things of that nature in in comic books, I'm looking at the people that are not being used and see how they can be a main player. Why are you on this team? Why are you part of the elite? Well, this is why. Um, so I feel like everyone got a chance to showcase something new in this season so far, and I enjoyed it. You know, uh, you know, improvising a new plan, Kaminari allows himself to get captured, SB, in order to treat Shinzo's quirk to destroy their communication, as Azui to deliver the finishing blow. Class A celebrates their victory of the first match. Shinzo, though, thinks about how far he still needs to go to become a hero and hopes to be so as well, too. So you're already seeing that Shinzo has some kind of... uh, He's very hard on himself because there's so much expectation. I don't know if that's because of Aizawa putting pressure on him or if he just puts the pressure on himself like that. Hmm... It could be, it can be a little mixture of both, but I think it's really more from him because that, that lore, that story of Shinzo was very deep and you see it because this is a guy that at, like you said, at moments whim at a snap of a finger, he can become an OP villain, but he's still sitting here trying to become a hero. So I think it's a lot of pressure from him and it's a lot of pressure of let me do the right thing. Kind of like you brought up Justice League Cyborg, you know, when they told him, when his dad told him, you just have everything at your fingertips. So let's see how you use it, you know? So I, I think it's a lot of expectation from him. Oswe delivering final blows in this fight right here. Um, I thought that was phenomenal. I have not seen this character really shine that much in a couple of seasons besides some comedy. But this yeah. right here just showed what a force, what a force the arc Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Asui, uh, definitely she was just kind of like that gag reel, the little cute, I'm going to squeeze on your boobs, Asui, you know, <laughs> things like that nature. So I'm happy to see some of her growth. Um, I'm loving where they're going with Asui because my thing is she's very great maneuverability, but in that episode, she showed her brain as well. Like mm-hmm. Her IQ was just phenomenal on point. And we also show Shinzo being a creeper, studying everybody. He was like, okay, Asui, she can hide here. She can do things like that. So it's just to the lore of the mystery and how epic this development is. You know, I'm going to fan theory this a little bit because I haven't been reading the manga like that. I know you have, but I want to say in my mind's eye, Muchacho, that Asui is getting the brains or at least getting the field control when it comes to these fights from Deku as he is like the ultra u- ultimate strategist he is the one that's planning you know move after move 10 steps mm-hmm. ahead of you and usually she's by his side a lot as like a best friend in a way as well too so I don't know if that's mm-hmm. rubbing off on her as well oh it definitely is bro that's a great freaking observation I haven't really got anywhere to the point where we see some crazy growth from Masui in the manga but that is a phenomenal point because if you look at it i think probably the the most brilliant strategist of class a is deku of course katsuki you know he has the guerrilla warfare mindset and asui asui is coming along and i think you're right it's rubbing off from deku let's get into episode five where we hear operation new improv moves uh this is where i'm probably gonna botch something so i apologize (laughs) do it (laughs) after a short break following match one and match two begins with dark shadow quickly possessed by here we go uh kuorio 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 (laughs) 
During his internship, Tokiyami was frustrated by Hawks using him just for information. So Tokiyami strove to prove himself as someone to be taken seriously during his work studies. Despite having no interest in training the next generation, Hawks knew all along that Tokiyami just needed a push to embrace his full potential. Having created a new move under Hawks' wing, Tokiyami takes the sky takes to the skies as Class A begins their counterattack, just as Kendall predicted. Suddenly, mushrooms start to sprout everywhere. So already, we're seeing so much growth from another character that we've been wanting to see growth, which is Sokiyami. And I think, yeah, is that synopsis is very correct. We've we wanted to see Tokiyami take the next step with his power, and it just needed a hard ass like Hawks to kind of give him that push. I'm gonna let you go to town on this because I know Tokiyami is your dude. So I want to hear your thoughts of the growth and the evolution that we saw from Tokiyami and when he did that move. How did you feel as a Tokiyami fan, bro? And, I loved it. Yeah. I'm straight up all over. I started to cut you off on that side, but I loved it because mm-hmm. of the fact that we need to see these characters improve, just not with their base moves already. And I wouldn't say this is a plus ultra move whatsoever, but this is something that he could definitely use. I cannot wait to see uh, him go plus ultra and what he can conjure up with Dark Shadow. But the fact that now he's learned how to fly, I think the most comedic part for me, besides the mushrooms coming out of nowhere, was Hawk saying we're both birds as <laughs> 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 the reasoning behind everything so it kind of freaked me out a little bit I was like alright buddy birds of a feather mm. flock together I kind of get it More. but yeah. <laughs> you know I love that I like the, the fact that Hawks um as a, as a hard ass is taking someone under his wing because he sees the potential of him being an actual serious crazy number one hero so I love the fact that he's getting growth yeah man the hawks was pretty cool like i still have to warm up a lot to hawks but that was pretty dope where you like we shouldn't be grounded we should be allowed to fly (laughs) you know so that that was pretty cool but um yeah man i think that just adds a lot of complexity to his skill set i don't think like you said i don't think it's his pulse ultra but um i think it's a phenomenal skill set to have for him so i'm definitely looking forward to um some of his acquisitions and things of the nature i want to ask you about um, almost what we we really don't see her but i keep forgetting her name oh man invisible girl um i keep forgetting her name we even saw some spunk in this episode of her where she was washing this dude up how did you feel about that toru toru was (laughs) phenomenal toru for that little moment that she had and just going i'm just gonna rinse you i found that the best thing at least that Toru has done in all seasons because usually like you said she's been a character that has been maybe used for comedic purposes only especially with Mineta but other than that like she's kind of put to the sideline because her quirk is not I I don't want to say it's not valuable because I think anyone invisible is valuable especially Mm -hmm. for espionage missions but I feel that it has been put to good use and still to today I don't think that she had her moment. I feel like it was nice to see her rinse somebody out, which is great. But I really feel like we need to see her do something a little bit different to showcase why she's part of um, Class A. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I agree. She hasn't had her moment. She got bushed out where, you know, OP Todoroki just froze everything. <laughs> like, So she did have the beginning moment where would, would, would that classify as her plus ultra when she did like the, the reflecting beam and just like made everything bright? Would that be a plus ultra? Nah, I wouldn't even call that a plus ultra. I call that a, a special move because I, I feel like she has something that could really mess everyone up you know you look at mm. characters that do go invisible in the comic books the invisible woman for for one in fantastic four everybody looks at her like oh all you're all you do is just turn invisible and that's about it but no a homegirl can manifest objects manifest bub- bubbles and balls and shoot not or trap you into an invisible force field and crush you you know i i think that if we start taking from the comic books like invisible woman and incorporate that into her character she could be a force to be reckoned with yeah, look at Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> yeah, no, but I agree with you, Dallas. I agree with you. She's going to get some OP moments where we're going to be like, oh my God, a Gakure. <laughs> Can't come back from that. <laughs> Episode yeah. six, uh, Foresight. 
probably gonna um, botch these as well too. Against the quirks of uh, Kamori and Fukidashi. Did I say that correctly? Probably did. Mm-hmm. Um, the Class A team is divided. Um, no, our boy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna botch his name as well too. Ayoyama. Oh, Ayama? Ayama. Uh, captured as a result. Fueled by the desire to surpass Momo, Kendo engages her solo. As Momo manages to launch a bag of support items across the field, uh, she slowly finds out that, of course, Kendo is a force to be reckoned with. Now, how did you feel about that clash of, I want to say, the female leaders of both classes i mean we we've been kind of teasing this for a while all, all these seasons and we got to see them go back and forth together i still want to know if kendo's related to kendo rapper i still <laughs> want to know <laughs> no uh it was yeah, it was just the battle of the minds the battle of the strategists i think it had to happen i think it was brilliant i just also want to say you know class b man class b is kind of like for me I mean, we're getting a lot of shine from A, but so far the stars of this season is Class B. Yeah. Like, they definitely are getting a lot of love and a lot of growth. And I think that battle was pretty freaking epic. That up until Ida's episode, was, those two so far are my favorite episodes. Just seeing Kendo, you know, kind of sitting here saying, bro, but I should be in Class A because I'm, if not better than you as a strategist. But then seeing Momo being in Class A, being... A phenomenal strategist but still doubting herself we see her we're like okay i'm not gonna beat you but this is the best i'm gonna do because you're just full-on brute force you know which you're in big of so like i think it was a phenomenal battle and it was super intense and i called you i was like bro you have to watch this episode bro, how did you feel about the battle i think a momo across the board from each and every episode or season at least her downfall is being inside her head and her doubting herself mm-hmm. all the time this is why she hasn't reached the i guess the heights of like ida deku bakugo and whatnot to keep on going but i think this shows why she is such a great leader in my opinion because in this episode yeah she could have um came up and Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal and you guys won't regret it take care ciao materialize something right then and there to destroy kendo right there too she had the opportunity and the opening to surprise attack her as she was lunging forward but no instead of that she sacrificed herself making a cannon and shooting up supplies for her team to win i found that incredible you know you're, you're thinking for the team not for yourself and that's what separates a leader from just someone who follows through so i love the fact that she got that shine to show that she could be a formidable leader one day yeah also just you know kind of like tying herself to kendo trapping mm-hmm. her down like okay i'm not gonna beat you but i'm not gonna let you be my team either mm-hmm. you know i launched a little bag like you said and all right i'm gonna self-sacrifice myself kind of like majin boo self-detonation with majin vegeta <laughs> you know what i'm saying so <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna latch on to you i'm gonna weigh you down but i think it was a phenomenal battle 
that that fight. Oh, uh, but of course, our girl Mushroom Head over here, uh, yeah. Kamori, <laughs> she kind of takes over right there. And as the battle looks like it's favoring uh, Class A, especially with um, our boy uh, Tokiyami with the with the night vision goggles, the infrared goggles on yeah. as well too. Um, she comes out of nowhere, does a mushroom attack, and pretty much causes um tokiyami to choke on himself on a mushroom inside his throat <laughs> um submitting basically to class b so i found that crazy i was like what's happening here like class b you 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 devious yeah you full of savages bro loki mm-hmm. you got some savages over there you know and it's obviously a very deadly technique because kendo said wait you had to use it and she said i had to because if not we would have lost you know mm-hmm. so it's a very deadly technique but OP. she had that little like thing in her eye like i, I like to see sometimes you know uh, <laughs> tetsu tetsu has it sometimes kirishima definitely bakugo has it with a little that little source of the evil is malice. there. Yeah, it's a little bit of malice in their voice is there. Yeah. For Bakugo, yeah. a lot of malice. What's the oh, bro? We saw malice in episode one when he blew a freaking Amajiki up. No chill. Mind you, this is a training exercise that you want to go full blown ham on Amajiki. Like so and, and we saw the little malice and she did have a little twinkle, I think, when she had like the little spritzers and she was like, Growl, grow. And I'm like, bro, but OP, OP as hell, man. Definitely, definitely. Um, match. Uh, sorry, the episode number seven, match three. Uh, while the combatants recover, the combat zone is moved to another section. Uh, All Might wonders about the previous holders as Midoriya and Bakugo discuss what happened in the One for All dream. As match three begins, Tokiyami approaches Todoroki and reminds him that they represent their mentors, the two top heroes. Elsewhere, Endeavor impatiently awaits a response from Todoroki. Offered to teach him his signature move the way a father should, the Class A team strategy is quickly dismantled by Class B's. I'm probably gonna botch this right here. Uh, Hananuki, Hananuki, yeah, Hananuki with Tetsu Tetsu, mother freaking Tetsu Tetsu, focus mm-hmm. on taking out Todoroki. Trapped, Ida unleashes his new move, Reciprocal Turbo. Um, and basically unleashing hell upon Class B right here. So let's just get to the comedy first. The comedy was fun. Your boy Endeavor with the text messages. <laughs> Making the fake account. What it was a fake account, right? It was a fake gotta... account. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it's it's comedy, but it's also sad. You get what I'm saying? Like this dude here is Endeavor is probably one of the most effed up anime dads that we've seen, you know, in a long time. So um Okay, all right. it, let me cut you off real quick. Do you feel like okay, number one, do you like this endeavor? And two, do you feel like we earned this? Like this uh, apologetic endeavor? Uh do I like this endeavor? 50-50. I mean, it, it, we all like, you know, we all want forgiveness and we all look our own path for forgiveness. So he's definitely looking for his own path. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm still kind of weirded out by this endeavor because I'm just so used to the cold hearted endeavor. And we still see flashes of that. Mm-hmm. So if I like this endeavor, I'm still 50 50 on it. Um, how do you feel about it? Because I know you're very hard on endeavor as well especially Shoto being your favorite character with the, you know, with the with the, oh my god, I'm lost for the words but yeah, with the whole complexity to him and Shoto and everything I mean, I'm all for complex characters and I'm all for forgiveness, I just feel like I'm not sure if we earned this so fast I feel like this is like maybe a season 6 mm-hmm. season 7 kind of turnaround I feel like there was, still, there was still meat on the bones left for Endeavor to still feel I feel like his fall or his inner fall because it's not an outward fall but his inner fall from grace of realizing that he's not the number one hero in his own head i Mm. feel like that came so fast when we didn't get a chance to see him really act as number one hero still i still feel like all these doubts that he has so fast is kind of cheap in my opinion i feel like that should have been like the end of season five instead of like Mm. right off the bat yeah you're right about that i agree feels too fast i mean as far as for the apology well technicalities we don't get the apology unless shoto says i forgive you you know so <laughs> that that could that could go on forever you get what i'm saying like the forgiveness but the doubts you're you're absolutely correct because from the first episode where he became the number one hero we still see the doubts um which you pointed out he's still 
the, the bag of chips is still behind All Might. Um, so we're, we're seeing the doubts, man, but we still see the cruelty. Maybe as the seasons go on, we'll see him say, you know what? F it. I'm going to number one hero my style. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to be that cruel endeavor because we saw him when he stopped the little dude on roller skates where he just like started giving him molten hands to the shoulders. Like, so <laughs> I, maybe, maybe he will say F all this being number one hero, like All Might. I'm going to do it my way. My question to you is what do you think this move is, bro? Like, is this a prominence burn or what is this? Yeah, it has to be burn. It definitely has to be that move right there. Um, now, do I feel like he needs to learn it right now? No. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that that relationship is going a little too fast for me. And I want, I want it to breathe a tad bit. And it is with the text messages and <laughs> never being impatient. I get that. Like, it's cute. But at the same time, like, I, like Todoroki, like, you know, kick got beat. His mom got beat. His brothers and sisters probably mm-hmm. got beat. Like, this is a guy that's like, well, fuck you, dad. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy that had no childhood, bro. So this <laughs> this relationship is going super slow for Todoroki. Like, mm. but um, I do like from what we saw in the first episode where he was cheering his dad on. You know, we see that he still obviously has a soft side for his dad. At the end of the day, you know, even real life shit. That's why we love anime because anime touches real life home. Your dad could be the biggest scumbag, but you will still always have a soft side for him because that's your dad, you know? Like, so I do like that complexity. I do like it. Um, Also, another, uh, uh, like you said, the whole little theme of season five is... um, responsibilities weight on the shoulders i'm gonna throw this question to you since day one we've seen ida coming from a prestigious family you know the whole ingeniums and things of that nature we finally got to see some motherfucking growth from my boy ida how did you feel about the growth the little story with the changing of the mufflers reciprocal turbo like does this elevate him to a deku level in a bakugo so so yes but i feel like they quickly like nerfed him like after that was done like it almost made it feel like it didn't matter right (laughs) or is that just like the the cunningness and the fantasticness of class b right there like it, it was such a moment and when i say moment I say a moment like this was a moment that you usually see in Dragon Ball Z where the hero comes out mm-hmm. of nowhere and a power move that he's that they never used before comes out of nowhere and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And I loved it. I couldn't get I could I couldn't I loved it. I love the animation behind it as well too. Yeah. It, it just it looked like something different that they haven't done yet in my hero academia. Yeah, I, I agree, bro. Cause when you see him use reciprocal burst in season two, you're like, well, that's pointless. You know, kind of like the little spit and smoke muffler, like you know, and that's it. Like you could just go full-blown torque and then just, you know, you're frozen. But the growth, man, the emotion, like you said, that gave me Dragon Ball vibes. That gave me all my fight and no move vibes. It gave me I don't even think I've really gotten that excited for Deku or Bakugo to do anything like that at that moment where Ida was just like, what? Uh-huh. Recipro- bro, that was a long time ago. Recipro, you can't stop it. It's always moving forward. And then the animation when he broke out of the ice or I forgot what it was, the ice, right? Yeah, like, yeah it was. When he, when he broke out of it and just giving me, like I told you, I texted you, I was like, bro, Ida's moving like the movie where we just saw Deku and Bakugo moving like this two sentient beings just speed forcing all over the way. And I'm like, bro, this this is what I wanted to see of my boy Ida, man. Still my favorite. So I mean, season's not over, but hands down, that is my favorite moment so far, season five, to the growth of Ida, bro. And then just him carrying that mantle of Ingenium. Like I told you, this is just, yeah. uh, you know, all for ripping one. up this the mufflers. Yeah, ripping off the muffler, sacrificing. This is his mantle, and oh man, it just shows how great the evolution of Vita is, and it's gonna be. But I, I gotta shout out your boy Hananuki as well too, with his mm-hmm. quirk as well too, just basically like dismantling any like object mm-hmm. and making them into buddy essentially. Like it's, it, it's pretty damn genius. Yeah, it is, and I, I do share the same sentiment where okay, ten minutes you can't stop him. You know, he did his thing and he's still doubting himself where he's like, I wasn't too fast, you know, Um, 
but it just shows to the cunningness that class b is you cannot sleep on class b just because they're class b your boy mudman a phenomenal growth phenomenal evolution the mastermind as well he's probably second like kendo bro and we saw him say f it i'm not gonna be the reason why we fail and why we lose so that just shows to the cunningness that class b is and has and they rival class a where they're having their moments their plus ultras but they can snuff them out that fast so that was freaking epic i love that and the growth of tetsu tetsu i i've loved tetsu tetsu since season one not even knowing nothing just when i heard his name tetsu, 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 i was like this dude is fucking dope you know so and then just seeing him like bro like hot tetsu i've evolved you know i've sat in stoves well yeah to, yeah yeah. We'll get into that one right here for episode eight, right here. Match three conclusion. We well, see the I'm epic ahead of myself. battle. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's cool, man, because we get the we get the epic conclusion right here uh, of of Todoroki taking on Tetsu Tetsu for all a very much a, a very much confident Todoroki. Like a guy that knows his own skill level. He knows that, you know, if anything he could freeze anybody or set somebody on fire. If anything, he feels I, I don't feel a lack of confidence whatsoever. Whatsoever, I feel like he's overconfident in this match, and I think that leads to his downfall because of the fact of him trying to freeze Tetsu Tetsu and him breaking it through, and then using his firepower, the hot part of Hot and Cold, and it does nothing. He basically absorbs it, becomes Hot Tetsu Tetsu, and becomes even more of a force. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say overconfidence. But I would say also, maybe this is just me, but I would say also lack of control of your quirk because you're still in your head about your pops, about your fireside. You know, you saw the confidence, but to me, the downfall as well was the, bro, you have to, you have to become yin yang. You have to use these powers and just become the complete beast that you are. You get what I'm saying? So, like, I saw that a little bit, and then that's when, like you said, the overconfidence, where he was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to burn you. You know, you steal. And then Tetsu just absorbed it and kept coming forward. Confident as hell as well, bro, in his skill set. You know, Tetsu, Tetsu just kept marching through the fire, rinsing him. So it, it was pretty cool. I want to get your views on where you saw Shoto sitting in the fire with a little bit of endeavor in his eyes. How did you feel about that? I feel like he already knows the move. I feel like I feel mm-hmm. like he, he already knows Promise Burn already. I think just by looking at his father, he looks like, you know how you could, um, what's the saying? As a musician, you could learn just by seeing or just by hearing it. Mm-hmm. I think he's the same thing as well, too. And I think he was attempting to use it as well, too. And I think that was his downfall. Maybe the power level is not there just yet. Or maybe the overconfidence was there as well, too. So I, I, I found that pretty fun i like the fact that we're getting a little bit of malice with te- with um, our boy um shoto as well too um how did you feel about this going to a draw though with everybody essentially being knocked out or trapped i enjoyed it i enjoyed it this just shows the the rivalry that these two classes have you know like they're trying to become heroes and they gotta at the end of the day you know you make friends but you gotta you know that you're not there to make friends as they say but i just love the fact that they just said to a draw everybody is very it's not egoic but everybody is saying to themselves from class b i'm not going to be the reason why we shame class b it's not going to be me it's not going to fall on me why we get shamed and that's when pony yeah mother flipping pony which i love her like just <laughs> took everybody up took ojiro up and she sat up there maybe that's why they hate her because they she she said f it i'm just gonna do this and we're gonna you know stalemate this out and y'all not gonna catch me i'm gonna float in the air but i i just think it's just it just adds the complexity to the rivalry and this maybe this is just me reaching but we're definitely gonna get a lot a lot of class b class a down the line you know why i like pony i'll tell you why i like pony right now why i like how she speaks though as well like, oh yeah going from anime i'm oh, sorry <laughs> going from japanese to english she's the english yeah. bro why do you like pony as an avid domino player, especially growing up with the boys playing domino, sometimes you put yourself in a little sticky situation where there's no <laughs> going out. And sometimes, in order to sacrifice yourself or sacrifice others or save a game, you need to block a goddamn game. And I was notorious in blocking games no matter what. You were. You were. You you were, yeah. I, I, that's why I was already laughing because you, you, what was it? You hit it with the copy cool or the two You hit him Pony hit him with the copy. <laughs> I was like, "You're all right by me. You blocked the game." 
No, you're absolutely correct, bro. I love it. I love it. That's what she did. She was like, yo, F it. I'm gonna block the game. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, draws means we didn't lose. That's all that means right there. Word. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's why she gets a lot of heat, bro. <laughs> I think so, right there. I think that's the crux of it. But I, I don't think that she deserves the heat as much as the next episode, man, for class B. Because in Early Birds, number episode nine, we see create a plan targeting Bakugo's selfish traits. The class B team quickly works to overwhelm class A, only to be driven back by their perfect teamwork. Bakugo will always seek the perfect victory, and that includes not only letting a single member of his team fall, but also letting all his team members follow him by design as well too. Match four finishes in a five minute victory with Bakugo leading the charge. How did you feel about this quick sweep from Bakugo. I'm going to throw the question to you. How did you feel about, I'm just going to get into the juicy meat of it. How did you feel about Bakugo growing, saving somebody? Yeah. Thinking about his teammates instead of himself. How did you feel about that? It, I, I feel like he grew on his own terms. <laughs> that, that's what it is. <laughs> like He's still 100% Bakugo, but he's mm -hmm. learning how to do teamwork in a Bakugo way. It's so mm -hmm. like, because you even see in the beginning of the match, he's like, just follow me. That's it. And yeah. I was like, no, it's teamwork. We need to do this. We need to come to plan. And he's like, no, just follow me. That's it. I won't let you fall. You don't let me fall. That's how we win. I'm like, all right. Like, in some weird way, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it really did. In some weird way, it also reminded me of, you know, Vegeta, how relentless he was in the beginning to team up or fuse or, you know, use the Potara rings, uh, earrings with Goku. And mm. at the end of the day, he had to sit here and say, all right, I'm going to have to do a little bit of teamwork so we can be the best, you know? <laughs> so that, that that's that's what we got with, with Bakugo. But when I saw that, I think I was frozen like Jiro, bro. I was like, <gasps> and even all my, oh my God, save people to win. <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah, I was like, that's, that's crazy. And it just shows to how crazy you know he says but you know Bakugo with, with the savage that he is and if he employs these strategies he can definitely be number one hero bro hands down bro, even with like one gauntlet on he still manages managed to cause chaos flying through the air blasting everybody into smithereens this guy um oof, like Bakugo like he, he I I don't want to say he surpassed Deku but as natural as his mm. work is, and as as much, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like he's more motivated than Deku yeah. in certain ways. And maybe his motivations are a little wrong and a little selfish as well, too. But at the end of the day, I feel like his growth with his own quirk surpasses Deku. And Deku, you know, we love Deku here because he's an ultra strategist. But at the end of the day, like, that quirk ain't his. Oh no, absolutely correct. And Yaka at me, Yaka at the podcast at PCF. As of right now, I'll say it. Bakugo has passed Deku. He has surpassed him. With that evolution that he showed to saving, to carrying three other teammates in a five-minute victory, no L's taken. Bro, he surpassed him. He has the brains, he has the power. Now he has the teamwork down. Like, I support you, you support me, nobody goes down. Bro, he surpassed Deku. I mean, Deku, yeah, the ultimate strategist, we love Deku. And, but like you said, that, that quirk ain't his. But is it naturality? Like, is that even a word? Like, Bakugo is where it's at right now. He surpassed Deku, bro. Definitely. Like, uh, we also get to see Monoma and his team begin discussing their strategy with the upcoming battle, uh, targeting uh, Midoriya first. And before anything, they want to take young Midoriya out. and. Well, um, how do you see this going for the next episode? Episode 10, which is happening this Saturday coming up. Do you feel like this is a must-win for Class B to kind of feel like, I don't want to say relevant, but I guess to feel on par with Class A? Or do you feel like Midoriya needs to take the, take the win as well, too, to prove that he's just not like a fluke with his powers? Yeah, both sides need it. Both, both sides need it, but Deku needs it more. I mean, with the way it stands right now i wouldn't take nothing away from class b because black class b showed the hell up and they showed that they're semi on par because they have a draw they have you know one win so but they need it for themselves you know not to shame themselves but deku he needs it the most this is this is supposedly our new symbol of peace so he needs it 
All Might needs to see it as well, just to not start doubting himself. Like, did I give it to the right person? So as always, I, yeah, as always. But I think Deku really needs this battle. Like, who do you think needs it the most? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna use pro wrestling logic. I think you know <laughs> Deku could be saved if he loses. And I feel like that's valid motivation for the rest of the season to catch up to everybody again. Because, in all honesty, in the last couple of seasons, last two seasons, Deku is like, you know, he's not the best person on the team, but he can handle himself. Like, no one worries about Deku. Like, everybody knows that he's a strong motherfucker and he can handle himself. So, I I think I kind of want to go back to, like, the class looking at Deku and being like, well, we all grew. Why haven't you grown yet? And okay. I, I can see that as motivation. Like, I would love a little bit more fire under his ass. Like, I love the fire. Season. I thought that was cool. But, like, I want to see growth with him, with, with with all for one. With what he can do besides just punching and using fists and using shoot style. I want something different from him. And maybe an L will motivate him. I think it, because like I said, and like I said earlier as well, too, if Class B does win this, it's not like they win the competition. It stands at a draw in a way mm-hmm. so they don't lose anything or gain anything either they just gain more respect in my opinion mm-hmm. which scratches my head it's like what are you gonna do with class b then like they need to be something big in the later the later of the season the latter of the season oh yeah i with the evolution that we're seeing from certain characters they're, they're kind of already kind of pinpointing who is going to carry down on the manga like i know right now in the manga deku has a new suit he has a new power there's this big war between villains and heroes so who's to say that some of these class b students are not used in that war you know so we're definitely seeing some of them down the line for sure for sure um as far as for deku taking the l maybe maybe the, the little discussion that we had i was like nah baku goes about to get humbled maybe it's deku <laughs> that you know he's gonna take the l and possibly get humbled and need that fire we have seen him revert to what you love the little nerdy notebook jot and deku and super happy for everybody which is freaking cool my question to you is you know, we saw the trailer from when season five was first announced, where we saw him midair. Then we heard Uraraka scream, Deku! Like, we just saw, like, a flash, you know, and we just saw him kind of freeze. Do you think that's going to be where we're going to see the villain introduced, or do you think that's the power acting up? It could be the power acting up. It could be Shinzo, because Shinzo is now is on Class B. So that's mm-hmm. another ace in, in their sleeve right there, having Shinzo to kind of counteract whatever Class A is going to do. So it's going to be very interesting to see what what that matchup's going to be. Maybe Shinzo learns something from, from working with Class A. Maybe Shinzo um, knows something about All for One from um, Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. How do you feel also about the, the doubt from... Uh... Uh, Mina from Uraraka and not really Mineta but we saw the doubt from Uraraka and Mina where well I just make things flow uh, I, I just spew acid like how'd you feel about that do you think they're gonna be uh, uh, a weight on Deku in this battle no I feel like you know the best thing that Deku does is being a motivator for people right you know maybe not for himself but like other people like, <laughs> he always fucking like knows how to rally the crew so I, I, I think that's not going to be a detriment. I think he, he evokes confidence in the people, especially Uraka. I feel like, you know, a lot of times when they work together, he brings out the best in her. Especially in, like, that first season. No, it's the first season, the second season. Like, he brought the best in her. So uh, we haven't really seen that since. So I expect, like, her to grow in this next episode as well, too. Um, go ahead. Is, is is the love finally going to come out? Is she going to pull a LaBrava? Is she going to sit here and just like see Deku in an effed up part and then just kind of go like a little plus ultra? We've seen her go plus ultra in the movies, but do you think that little aspect, because it's always teased and we, it's always obvious that she got, she crushing, you know? Like, will that play a part? I don't know, man, because they, they be mad girls crushing on Deku, yo. <laughs> Deku no. got the juice. <laughs> Bakugo should be getting that juice with his pink shirt. Like and little pink tank top <laughs> blasting flames out of it, like that's juice right there. But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like you know, revenge of the nerds. Like nerds rule the world right now, and you mm-hmm. got that spice. But yo, when you got like her, this chick from fucking um from oh. the other academy. Oh no, she was actually well from Shetsu uh, Shiketsu High. 
I think she has a little nah. something. A little something. Nah, she she got something for your bro. Show, though. <laughs> yes, bro. Toga loves Deku like. Dang, he's so cool. That's low key so my favorite part from season four where you see her admiring his work. Like, <laughs> like he got the sauce for no reason, but. Yeah. I do think he needs to get humbled. I think I really want to okay. see Deku get humbled because I feel like he needs it. Like his character needs it because look, even going into this competition, he's super happy. He's like, "Yeah, I can't wait to get in. Yeah, let's do this." I'm like, mm, "Yeah, mm, you need to get yeah. slapped up, bro." Yeah, I think we'll finally see. We're gonna get. We're gonna. We're gonna get where the dream picked off i think this dude is probably just gonna get like a little flash in the pan maybe this is just me my logic is not gonna make no freaking sense but i think we're gonna get the continuation of possibly the dream you know like the power is gonna act up this they're gonna have a monologue an internal monologue maybe in that moment when he freezes so i mean i'm all for it i don't think it's gonna be shinzo because i even think if you look at it shinzo kind of look like what the heck is going on so i'm thinking the power is gonna act up and then that's where you're gonna see like all right bro this is this this is that blah 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 and this is gonna happen in battle like i feel we've seen something like this before where like in a big moment like oh why is this acting up or you know like like why is my leg going numb so i think that's what's gonna happen man you know what that was right there that big flash of like light what that was that one no <laughs> that was shinzo using his power to speak to dobby in the back of the audience going you know full full, full dobby and going like <laughs> all lightning out distracting deku Ooh, that'd be good a little notoriousness that, right there That's that could be. <laughs> i love it notoriousness yeah that hey bro you never know man um but bro like there's a lot of things that's gonna happen in this episode and i'm super fucking ecstatic i think that's what we're gonna get we're gonna get like a little monologue bro, bro like, it has to yeah. be something like that i think the contrast right now between shinzo and deku bro like deku cares about everyone shinzo don't give a fuck about people like <laughs> so he yeah, can he, probably he, use people against deku that could be the downfall right there maybe yeah that maybe like you say he speaks to somebody persona core <laughs> like yeah. but um he does have the soft spot. He does have the soft spot. I think he just closed off the world. But remember Denki? He's like, hey, you're all right by us. You can be friends. And he was like, uh, uh, no, never mind. You know, so he still has a soft spot. But he is super in for himself, though. And I really want to see say, his motive. He did say that he could uh, make um, Deku act as all for one out of nowhere as well, too. So that mm-hmm. could be something as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, bro. We might get this little splooging disco ball just doing <laughs> all for one vestiges all over. <laughs> Can't stop quickly. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, bro. So far, every episode has been freaking great, and I can't wait. Like I told you, like you can't, you can't leave me. I wish this was all. I wish now I see why people binge, but I think the the wait and the slow burn is definitely great. Yeah, man, we got episode 10 coming out this Saturday. Like as I said in the beginning of the podcast, we're going to be going and doing some live reviews right afterwards as well, too. So hopefully you guys keep up with that and drag us in over here. And um, hopefully you guys go through the ride. And, you know, once my hero is up, we still have plenty of anime to go through. I know our boy Jay Rance, I'm done with it already, but Jay Rance is, you know, halfway through Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that. Finally, I gave that a shot, bro. Like, it was either that or Black Clover, because after every My Hero episode, Black Clover would pop up. So I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm just about to jump into Black Clover. But then I was like, oh, Demon Slayer. I know you said it was good. It's been having a lot of hype. I always wanted to read the manga, and I just jump into it. And I think what Demon Slayer does so well, which captivated me, is it flows. Like you said, it just transitions perfect into each episode is just a great transitioning and the fucking story is phenomenal tragedy in the beginning and a fresh new character with tanjiro where strong protagonist yeah strong protagonist humble uh what's that word um damn uh what's that word when you do for 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 chivalrous there you go very chivalrous (laughs) yeah chivalry is not dead with him (laughs) no it's not dead with tandro and i like the mixture of the characters that we have so far so definitely look into what demon slayer brings in the future yeah man well that kind of wraps us up from episode you know well technically it's episode what uh 89 all the way down to uh 97 so far so we got that through yeah, because I'm watching it right now. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, last of that. Wait, what the? F- yeah, 96. Yeah, 97 this Saturday. Yeah. 
So here we go, guys. Um, this is plug time. It's our favorite time right here. Um, I'll, I'll throw some plugs out the way just to get them through. Uh, myself, you can find me at Lucha Falsisco on Twitter and Lucha Falsisco on Instagram. Um, Pop Culture Fanatics, you can find it at BCF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Pop Culture Fanatics on Facebook. It's located on all podcast platforms, so go find it, add it, hard it, love it, you name it, do it. Um, of course, Elite Wrestling Audio is another podcast that we do. When us, the two Boricos from the Bronx, go ahead and provide you with awesome information when it comes to world professional wrestling. That podcast is on Twitter at EWA podcast instagram at ewa podcast on facebook at elite wrestling audio and that's everywhere as well too in podcast platforms and um for you sir if you if they want to talk to you that uh ida is a piece of shit and he doesn't deserve any kind of love whatsoever where can they at you well all i'm gonna say is <laughs> no 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 i keep it pinky <laughs> if y'all want to talk to me about anything that I said here and disagree with whatever I said, or if y'all want to tell us, like I said, remember, I, I hope y'all hit us up and let us know why they hate for Pony. But yeah, y'all can hit me up at my Instagram and my Twitter, which is Sun Eater UA. That is all together, Sun Eater UA. Um, those are my plugs. Uh, another one before we wrap up and we get out of here. He mentioned Val mentioned wrestling. If you guys love the MMA, hit up the Kamora Chronicles, where you know. The two, the two Bariquas from the Bronx, the best, the best. We doing our thing over there talking about MMA, the Kamora Chronicles. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. By uh, on this, on Twitter, it's actually TKC Podcast underscore, but Kamora Chronicles on Instagram, and Twitter, and that podcast is everywhere. If you love MMA, go check that out. We do our craziness over there. Video games, lag underscore switching. We've been getting a little bit more active with Twitch streams on that. Um, check that up. That's on Instagram, and that podcast is on Spotify and Apple. The last streams that I got going for that, which I gotta get, we gotta we gotta do some more My Hero stream. We have the My Hero. Uh, uh, Val and I went to town on each other with the My Hero. Got some Assassin's Creed up there. Got some Avengers Endgame grind. If y'all love mm-hmm. the grind, you know, so check that out. Definitely hit us up. Have some fun out there. And yeah, Dragons Den, man. It's been a freaking pleasure, bro. I love this. <laughs> As always, sir. I wish I could do an awesome playback. Oh, it, you know what? Just a little sidebar right here. We never even talked about the intro song, man. The intro song is just fantastic. Uh, it's called Number oh, One by uh, this band called Dish. And then the ending song, I think it's called um, Ashido by the band called The Peggies as well, too. Very refreshing. I love both of these songs. Very fun so far for the season. I'm expecting it to be changed up around like episode 20 or 25 as they usually do, but so far I'm loving them. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, not number one, and the, the both intro and outro, and that's very important, pivotal in any anime, the, the songs. So when season five came and I heard this, I'm like, Oh, we're not going aggressive as hell as the day by porno graffiti. Okay, I'm like, we're going. I don't know, man. I I, I love me sub season two with peace sign. That is like my all time. I know you like season three a lot, but season two's peace sign just oh, oh, it just it hits. No, yeah, peace sign is freaking epic. I love season one. I like actually, man, my favorite one. I won't lie. I mean, I love season three, and I love the, the switch up. Um, the mid song was it from season three where you see um All Might screaming and then you see the one for all that yeah. that little that little switch up bro that was fucking phenomenal but really my favorite outro possibly my favorite song is the outro from season one bro it's just, yeah it's so mellow it's so chill it, it it just hits me on everything you know I'm an emotional dude so when I see <laughs> little when I see little Deku running <laughs> like, I'm like yeah. So it gotta be season one outro for me, bro. Love it, love it, love it. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It's been a pleasure, brother. Until the next one. Yeah, man. Take care. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Until the next one, brother. Later. Later.